You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at soundtalentmedia.com. Welcome, welcome to the Smoking Word. Welcome, welcome to the. What's up, everybody? Once again, we back. The Smoking Word podcast is brought to you by CasaTheRock.com. That's my merch spot. Go support the show. Support me. Just support yourself by copping some merch. We have a lot of new stuff. We actually got um two designs on clearance right now for 15. So get those. They're almost all out. We're making room for the new. So and thanks everybody who's been um copping merch and all that stuff. And um everybody who copped the decks, they're coming. So we got you. But um anyway, CasaTheRock.com is the spot. You can also follow me at HoyerRock357 on Instagram. We're going to have a lot of new news coming up, a lot of new Casa the Rock news, a lot of smoking word news, and a lot of new Madball news. So working on our 10th album as we speak. So look out for that. So um, also follow us on our Apple Music, Spotify, and YouTube. And like I always say, it doesn't count unless you subscribe. We got to let everybody know that we out here making noise. But yo, subscribe share, repost, talk about it, all that good shit. And today, I figured I'd do something a little bit fun. I figured I'd dedicate this podcast. I always dedicate my podcast to hardcore music and lifestyle, but this one is dedicated to the low-end hustlers of the New York hardcore scene. So I figured, who better than two of my oldest and very, very close brothers, Mike Gallo, Craig Ahead. Let's set this shit off. Welcome, welcome to the Smoking Word. So, yo, Gallo, welcome to the Smoking Word podcast. This is the low end episode, the low end hustler episode. So, I figured. You know how we do. Oh, yeah. Thanks, yeah. Mafia in the house. That's right. I said it's time that the, the most popular and um, uh, unappreciated and most underrated instrument in music history, you know, we dedicate a whole episode to, you know, to, to you know, the, the bass was made. It's a fact. God took off four of his hairs, four of them, and made the first bass. That off my head, Ian. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah. That's why Toby's a singer, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hold on, Craig. Are you here? Are you with us? Yeah, I'm with you. I'm, how's yeah. that? Is that better? Yeah, you rocking now, but but yeah, yeah, yeah. Your earphone thing looks like you got a sombrero on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's a new style of beard, son. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, he had a sombrero. Yo, yo, Craig. Welcome to the Smoking Word, the Low End Hustler episode. You know what? Again, I said, we yeah, got to yeah. represent for everywhere. Every, of course, we represent hardcore music in general. But That's specifically right. on this one, New York hardcore and not just New York hardcore, but how important we had to give ba- the bass a little bass. bit of shine on this episode because... 
It's time to represent. It's underrated, underrated, unappreciated at times instrument. And a very important one in hardcore music, all jokes aside, uh, the bass was always very important in hardcore music. In all music, but particularly in hardcore R&B. I mean, of course, on. of course. So, but I figured I said, let me catch up with you guys anyway. And I haven't seen anybody. I haven't seen you guys in a second. So I had an excuse. Yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm excited about it. this. Yeah. Yo, you, the fact that you didn't tell me that, that Gallo's going to be on is great because now I'm all really yeah, over, yeah, yeah. Oh, I wasn't enough for you. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, 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 no. Don't get me wrong. Me. Listen, I just had four espressos. I'm flying. And no, I know. Hype. No, but I figured I say, yeah, no, I wanted to catch you guys. I said, I figured to catch up and also see what's going on. So, um, you know, we all been hitting all these podcasts, and I that's why I figured also, I was like, nobody everybody knows how we all got into the music and all that kind of shit yeah. so i don't want to get in that go that direction but we to catch up anyway like what do you guys been doing forget obviously this is a pandemic all types of shit but in the last month let, let's take it from that gallo the last month what's been your activities what you've been up to oh man it's like groundhog day every day over here oh. <laughs> I'm Bill Murray over here, you know? <laughs> same shit, then. So you're pretty much same, yeah. More garlic. <laughs> more garlic, more garlic. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's, um, unfortunately, my um, daughter's school got closed down. One of her teachers got COVID. Yeah. So I got my hands full with that little animal. Oh. When, I, when I'm out with her, you know, I mean, I'm I'm actually been taking the art thing to another level and making furniture. I was saying that. And oh, I know. wow, wow. Yeah, and yeah. I remember when you were talking about it before you started pushing it online that you're going to start doing the furniture. So that's dope. How's that going? It's going. It's taking forever because uh, me and the guy I'm doing it with are two morons trying to make stuff. <laughs> do you, do you have experience it. in how to make furniture? Is it a new skill you're learning? It's, I, I basically come up with the idea and I got another guy who does a lot of the building, you know, but he don't okay. know what the fuck he's doing. It's yeah. all experimental. You got two, two hardcore morons trying to make furniture. Yeah, I know yeah, a couple really guys dope, that make like, furniture. That's a skill, man. It is. It's hard because it's, it's a lot of things. You fuck one thing up and then you got to start all over. But you're smart. I'm smart. But we're mixing my art and furniture together. Like we're working on a, a big um, cassette tape table. That's pretty dope. Like the front goes in. You put books in it. It's, it's really dope. It's really cool. But I guess cool. it's like almost done. We just keep getting those finishing touches. So we're doing shit like that. We're doing... um. I'm doing all sorts of stuff, you know, just trying to keep busy with the art. Thank God it's been, it's been keeping me alive, you know? Any music? So, yeah, I started working on some music again. I talked to Roger, and he's like, you know, let's get I mean, it sucks. We just dropped our record. I know, and COVID man. hit. So we, like, Love. put our fucking heart and soul into that record, and then, you know, yeah, you know, COVID hit, and that was it. So, like, it was like, fuck, like, the record's like, ah, you know, nobody even knows it's out there. Besides whatever videos, but, uh, but we might want to maybe do, um, so maybe maybe like reissue it, you know, put a few new tracks on. Repackage so this now. shit and throw it right back out there. Fuck yeah. it. Yeah. Craig. So yeah, yeah. Craig, what about you? I, you know, last month, we, we all know everybody, you know, everybody's been fucking shot. My day's like what Gallo said, literally. I fucking make lunch for my kids every day. I count uh -huh. calories every day, and I complain about being bored every day. You yeah. look good. Let me just say, you look good. I almost don't recognize that. I, I know. This guy took great. over Hoyer, 
who's this guy took over Hoyer's podcast? You look great, man. I'm proud of yeah. you. You're doing great. Thank you. Not just grinding. You know, we talk That's about good. it. Just grinding. But I've been, uh, the last month, I've, I've, I've been working out a lot, you know, like now that Me I'm too. not always on tour and tired, because you know the deal. We'd be on tour eight yeah. months out of the year, and you come home, you don't want to work out. Yeah, and when yeah, you're on the yeah. road, your Takes body... You to get normal. Yeah, for yeah you're traveling, you're tired. The stage is taking it out of you. So I've been working out. I do calisthenics. I lift weights. I hike. I walk. So, uh, you know, I, I got muscles again. Yeah, and I, you know, I yeah, 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 it's coming back. It's coming back. It's good. It's good. And that, that, that's about it. I play the bass a lot. You know, I work on my bass playing. I re kind of, I, I said this in a couple other things I did, but I've rediscovered my love of the instrument and I've improved a lot technically. Like yeah. I worked on a lot of theoretical stuff and kind of drilling into my head things to make my, I could navigate. I always could navigate the neck pretty well. You guys know I could play all right, but now I, I, took it to another level and a much better bass player for it. So it's cool. All the things that I always like to do, I have time to do now. So that's a positive in all this, all this negativity, you know, yeah, I try. I, I, I know I was getting bored because you guys know, I'm not really one of those guys when I jam at home, I'm usually writing. And if I write, like you guys know, I do it on guitar. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. We're going to let that go, but listen, that's how I was. Grab the bass. I understand. We all understand. Listen, back in the day, I used to put distortion because I needed to hear palm muting. So I would put distortion on the bass so I could hear palm muting. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, I knew I was getting I knew I was getting bored when I found myself. Let me jam my songs to practice my songs. You know, I play the videos and jam. Yeah, but I was having fun with it. I started having fun playing bass, like for fun, like jamming. Yeah. Even though yeah, I wasn't yeah. writing, I had fun jamming with it. And I'm going to try to fucking, you know, I mainly write a guitar, but I might try to write a track on a bass, like to see just yeah. what comes out. But I can't, it's hard for me to picture. I'm, I'm a gorilla. So I need yeah. you to say like, this is what it's going to look like. Not like show me the stone and say, do you see, you can imagine. Yeah, I, can yeah. imagine. Yo, I play, I play when I write now, the last bunch of years, it's been on bass. But when I was younger, it was always on guitar because it's, it's more colorful and alive yeah. on guitar. You could tell yeah. what it's going to sound like. That's what I play on the bass. But yeah. over time I've gotten used to play. And I write on an acoustic bass now. Yeah. yeah I know. I've in your house. Yeah. But, but it's weird though. It's so fun. You should, you guys should both get one. That's so fun. Talking, and you, you play so much better. It makes you could just I could just go crazy on that thing. And I, I'm like, wow, I'm 100 times better on an acoustic for whatever reason. But yeah. I, I, I write on that a lot now. And I, it just over time I developed doing that. You know, I got to plug the guitar in with the acoustic bass. I just pick it up and go, you know, you know, you know, I think part of it for me was too why I started to the guitar. I wanted to hear a bigger picture like that because I was. Yeah, scared. totally. But also I'm one of those guys when I write, I don't want when I, if I'm showing you a riff. I, I'm not one of the guys are like, okay, imagine, I'm going to play you this riff, but you got to imagine the guitars. And the, no, I yeah. got to give you the the, the whole... You want like, to jump. I want it to be like almost what you're going to hear on the album. Like, yeah. I just yeah. came up with a, put all bells and whistles. My demos are funny because I got so many bells and whistles. It's almost yeah. like... I, yeah, I use every effect. Off. But you, 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 go, go, you go all out. That's good. Like, you're, you're technically and electronically, like, you know what's up. Like, yeah, hey, I'm like a... I'm no, a, but, but, I, but that's what that. it is. But my secret is this. I am and I ain't. I just throw everything in and then I start stripping. And then yeah. I find like, oh, this, I, you know, so it's kind of like just, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. it's a guerrilla way of working. And I do that with drum beats. I'll do a drum loop. And let's say a double oh, bass. I'm so bad with that. Oh. But let's say Bro, a double bass too. beat. 
a double base beat. I, I just throw everything at Jerry Farley. I'm like, Jerry, Jerry, help Digga. me out. Yeah. Yeah. Double base beat is digga, 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 right? I'll just he start hitting it. I'll start deleting the kick. So it'll be like, digga, 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 digga. And then I'll put a snare on it. And, you know. That's patience. Flavor, flavor, flavor. You're all flavor. Yeah. It's it's really a flavor that came from also being a part moron that I didn't know how to actually do it. Yeah, you know, so you're, you're something. You're, you're it right. It's basically. I, I hear what you're saying. You, in other words, we come from you know real basic stuff. We're not like these technical dudes. Yeah. But you 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 found a thing yeah. that really works. I mean, I like. Just let me give you props for a minute. And Gallo, you know this. I always say to people that ask me about bands and stuff, and I say, you know, like Madball, like Hoya and Madball, they kind of got their own thing going on. There's a level of of real uh, perfection there that people don't realize in hardcore that, you know, other bands, we barrel through stuff. You are very particular with very small things. And as a musician, people understand that. You're very, very selective, and you're very critical in a, in a, in a way that makes things really shine. And that for hardcore is a very unique take that almost no bands really have. Thank, well, thank you. But part of it was because, you know, I was not, I, I'm more technical with a field than with my hands, you know? So I had to improvise. So I always used to say like how dance hall was, you You're know, dance hall would have a double time beat and then they'll drop it to boom, boom. <clears throat> and then I'm like, man, I like when shit breaks down. How can we make that feel like that? So I would yeah. do it the most primitive way, but you'd get the hint. And then, you know, yeah. thank God for like back then, you know, like Maddie Henderson, because yeah, yeah, yeah. I would give a very, very, you know, a rough idea, but Maddie would hear it and then he could dress it up and be like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the proper way to play it. But, yeah. you know, and Maddie's I, I was into that talking with. music. Matt, I remember when Maddie, when I first started playing with Maddie, I was like, this kid can play. Like, I was like, whoa, this kid's good. Yeah. And uh, he was really good. And back then, I was the guy kind of showing him yeah. the, 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 not really the bigger yeah, picture, but like the, 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 the writing guy. an album thing. Yeah. I was like always the guy who had done it for, for a long time. So, like, uh, but he was very, uh, uh, he would shape stuff really well. He was very technically good, yeah. more so than me, you know? Yeah. I was seeing the big picture, and he was same thing you're saying. He's on point, Matt. Yeah, yeah. Matter of fact, I talked to him yesterday for like an hour. Yeah, Love he's a guy. white boy with soul, and yeah, he comes yeah. from a place and from a background that shouldn't have soul. But you know, yeah, 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 yeah. But but yes, but he got it. You know, what he's I mean? like a he's like a Clinton almost. Yeah, <laughs> he, he, he has a saxophone somewhere in his background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, listen, you, got, you know what it is with you? You got like some kind of Hoya. You got some kind. of latin flavor with the beat the way it swings and that's really a nice little addition into this thing we do it shows no but you know what it is it's it's queens and what i mean that aside you know that it's the vibes on the you know long night queens is that on the street corona groove metal corona groove metal shout out to will shepler some old old, there was always that but then you always had Club music, Spanish music, hip hop music, yeah, 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 and yeah. cars <laughs> blasting it. So, you know, as a kid, you're hanging, the car passes by, the first thing you do, you bop your head, right? You're hanging out with the guys and you hear a car pass, like, oh shit. And then you kind of yeah, start. Yeah. It's just the background music, if you like it or not. You know how it in works. Your, in your stuff, you have a level of polish, though, that's that, you know, since it's still so aggressive and hard hitting, unless you really look close, people might not notice that, but there's a level of polish and smoothness in how the beats transition 
a drum bass thing that most people in hardcore don't realize, you know. You know what it is also today, everybody, I think hardcore is in a good spot where that people get it now. You know, in the early days, you know, um, uh, dudes were, um, there's, there, there's more uh, experience out there, knowledge. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. Up. So now you see the newest band, they fucking are tight as fuck. They rip. Yeah, they yeah. kill or whatever and all that. It's, it's different. So we're lucky, you know, we found, we were close to the source and we were lucky to find the right people and be around the right moments to pick up the right, okay, what do yeah, we yeah, have? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, big, big Dave, your, your brother Dave, big Dave, you know? All right, let me ask you this. Without, because- Opening that all, one up. Listen, we all we all know big Dave. He got, we all know, a lot, a lot of people know all our, okay, history, history, but we're just going to tap on this to go back for this. Gallo, like, all right, yeah. why the bass? Since we're talking bass, it's because it's funny how people get into their instrument. Like mine's is weird for being also, you know, I, I, that's me, you know, I, we fly that bass shit. But again, I got into bass not knowing I was going to be a bass player. Some people did, yeah. it. but you, bass, why bass? Was there any other, th- any girl before our main girl? Or was there, you know, or, you know, that was your first love. You know, my, my dad's a musician, and uh, that's got oh, me wow. into the thing. And, you know, I was like, Dad, you know, I want to play the guitar when I was a kid. My dad's like, cool. You know, he was into it. You know, he's like, look, why don't you try the bass? He goes, guitar players are a dime a dozen. Every band. <laughs> yeah, let them know, play. Pops. Yo, my old man was the best advice I ever got. Frank Gallo. i you right now. You know, like, he yeah. was like, you know, why don't you try the bass? He goes, you know, he goes, you seem like a bass guy, you know? Yeah. All right, I know what he was getting at. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, daddy. Yeah. Oh, string guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, I broke it down on his shoe. Yeah, yeah. Right. 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 But but so he pointed you at that, and when he when you played that, what 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 music you were into at that time? Were you like the metal guy uh, still? Was, already hard. Metallica. Yeah. 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 So you would started yeah. based, and then you started with the metal because. Some oh, yeah. people, I know people that didn't start playing some people till they got into hardcore, even though they were into like metal before. But hardcore gives people the taste of, you know, I, I could get a stage. I could get on there and play. That's the. Oh, the, yeah. I, I can do this kind yeah, of. Yeah, because, yeah, you know, it's funny. I, I was a kid. I went for lessons and the guy teaching me lessons. I was like, hey, teach me a riff. He's like, oh, you're not ready for that. You're not ready for that. You know. It was all scales. I was like, I just suck. That's good to know, though. That's good it to know, is, though. But you know, I don't follow that. Yeah, yeah. You want to learn fucking Ride the Lightning. You want to learn Master Puppets, right? I, 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 yeah. you know, I mean, even a simple riff, show me one little lick, you know, even a half of a riff. Yeah. He wouldn't do it, and I got bored with it. And it wasn't until I got played. It wasn't until I saw Murphy's Law. And I was like, oh, man. And I'm like. Yeah, I'm going to pick that bass up again. You were like, I could get high. That's a start. That's a big start right there. (laughs) You're hooked. You go see Murphy's Law and you're hooked. I swear, that was one of my... Murphy's Law was one of my first doses. I was like, I want One of the best ever. I want in. It's hard. I want in. Whatever that is, that nigga with knee pads and a broken for 100 years. I want in. Saved my life. Yeah, Craig. Well, okay. we kind of all know, you know, kind of, but touch yeah. on that. You know, how did the bass fall in your lap? Uh, you know, when I was little, I was like ten years old. I would hang out with this this guy in my neighborhood, one of my brother's friends, a guy named Frank Rocco, and he played the piano and keyboards. And he'd always, I'd always be like, I want to play drums. 
and he had an old drum set and he was going to sell it to me. So my brother and my mother went and were like, yo, Frank, we live in a small apartment. You can't sell him the drum set. So Frank I was like, Frank, I was like, Frank, I was like, I'd be like, Frank, you got to sell me the drum set. He never would. And he would always ah. say to me, him and a couple other guys, the Ranieri brothers, one of them played guitar. They'd always say, play bass. Everybody needs a bass player. Guitar, same thing you said. Guitar yeah. players are a dime a dozen. Don't play the drums. It's a lot of work, blah, blah, blah. They were yeah. just dying for my mom and my brother. So, like, what happened was I was, like, about 10 years old. And then my brother, right around that time, started going to high school. And he started bringing home Danny Lilker. And now we all know Danny. Of course. And Not Danny had, Dan, yeah, Danny, best guy in the world. Danny had music class with my brother early in the morning. So they became fast friends right away. Imagine come, that guy is just yeah. the morning. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> the underwear is getting high. Yeah, but that, yeah. that, 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 that dude's coming in. That dude's coming into music class at like 8 a.m. and probably teaching the teacher stuff. Yeah, you know right. I mean? He yeah, really knows what he's doing. He's probably lit as fuck, and you know he looked exactly and the he's same tearing he that right now. Up. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. And he he's like playing the stand-up bass, probably ripping. The teacher yeah. must be like, What am I gonna tell this guy? So yeah. what happened was he would come to my house for lunch and uh, we became friends quick, and you know, he played so my anthrax was forming it was like 1980 so they were forming as a cover band and danny had the idea that oh i'm gonna try playing guitar scott you learn the bass so i guess he, my brother was like oh you know he was going to be like the first uh, when anthrax was a seed not even a band he they talked about getting my brother to learn the bass so danny brought a bass over my house my brother played a little but he didn't really care and I wound up playing every day. Danny, teach me this, teach me that. And I would play every day. Every yeah. Day. So that's how I got on the bass. Yeah, it's about weird. 10, 10 years old about. Yeah, it's kind of the same with like me. The only reason I even picked it was, you know, all the guys, I knew some dudes that, you know, were like, all right, we should start a band. All right, let's start a band. And they were like, the one guy I already knew was like, yo, I want to I want to play guitar. It was all right. And then I remember my brother always said he wanted to play bass. So I said, Dave wanted to play bass. I said, all right, I'll play bass. The only reason why was because I figured my brother likes it. It must be cool. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I never thought about being on stage. You know, yeah. I, never, I never thought that. I never, you know, I, again, you know, I never even seen a show. You know, I knew yeah, music, yeah, yeah. you know, back then, maybe a couple of VCR tapes, but there were, I never been to a show. I didn't know, like, oh, I wasn't into Kiss. I didn't know none of that. I just knew the crazy music. And then. Okay, you start seeing skateboarding and movies. And yeah, putting I just wanted together. to play Sabbath songs. I wanted to yeah. play like Geezer Butler. I was like, "Yo, teach me." Yeah, you know, same thing. Teach I, me I, NIB. Was that? Yeah, I learned Iron Man was like one of the first things I learned. Smoking the water, Iron Man, and then that. There you yeah. go. You're on your own. <laughs> you know, and fucking butt up. But what's but you know what's crazy that all right one like all three of us basically got because a lot of kids there's a lot of pe players that get into it because they're like had a favorite player and they were like, y'all want to be like this. We got favorite players that we maybe we got into later or during. There was some people that played their instrument because of a favorite player. Yeah. I got you. So, I got you. you know, and I, yeah. do, you, do you think this, I, I would think this because I'm crazy. You think, does that go into the, 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 the way they think and how they, you know, how they, um, what do you call it? Um, let music out from coming in in that angle, you know what I mean? Like a lot more fantasy, you're saying, like oh, fantasy or just how they um 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 how what? they interpret it? Yeah, how they interpret the music. I got guess, yeah. I mean, you know, like when I first started playing, I wanted to learn Sabbath stuff because I love the way Giza played. And then, like, uh, I got that first Iron Maiden album, and I, I was like, oh, a lead bass player. 
So I thought that was cool. So I was learning all those lines. I digested those first two Iron Maiden albums and a lot of the early Sabbath stuff and Aerosmith and, you know, The Who, because it was like a lead bass player. I was really into The Who when I was a kid. So I was learning all these lines from guys that were lead players. So it, kind of, it did develop my style a lot, I would say. I kind of play like lead bass yeah, so a yeah, little yeah. bit. So you, you know kind of I mean? had like a, like, like a mentor to follow. And yeah, and Danny would open the door for that stuff. Yeah. I mean, he'd be like, oh, you want to learn this hand twist line? When I was just starting out, he'd be like, it's in this key. Here's a couple parts of it. This is the scale. And you can connect the notes kind of like, he'd give me some like little yeah. ideas and I would learn and I'd be like, okay, so this <laughs> works with that. And that's how I kind of learned how to work my way around the instrument. I was lucky to have a guy that kind of let me peek in the door of how music actually works. Yeah, and you kinda, had a guy, yeah, he had, he has an ear. He knows, you know, that yeah, guy knows and he knows, songs and, and he's how to trained. Songs he's, he's, he's trained, he played piano, yeah. so he's trained, you know what I mean? It helped, you know? Yeah. Gallo, let me ask you this. So you are a Metallica guy, so should I say that, yes. you, that Burton yeah. was your guy then? That was the guy uh, you were yeah, playing. Yeah, Burton. Great player. No, great we're going to yeah. get into a couple guys later. I played his bass. Yeah, we're going to get into bass. a couple of those cla couple classic. In the rehearsal things. space. You know, I, you know, that's dope. I, We're gonna get into those guys, but now nah, I smoked you, a joint with them. Did you I mean, try to be told like me I'm a good player? Yeah, <laughs> once, son. I was like 11. Yeah, they, they, wow. they, 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 you were like, um, were you saying I want to play like Cliff Burton? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I was like, yeah, I guess that's why my music teacher was like, ah, he ain't ready for that yet, kid. You know, yeah, yeah, but okay. I remember, like, me, me and my brother, we always shared the room, you know. So I remember the one, me and my brother always say, we always remember the Metallica poster we had where there's a shot from behind the Lars Ulrich's like this, you know? Yeah. And you see the crowd behind him. And that's just like, that's the fantasy, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, oh, so you good, had the proper good, fantasy. Good fantasy. Oh, fantasy. fantasy. Good fantasy. Right? Oh, poster yeah. on the wall. I only thought that happened in the movies. <laughs> no, I had the fantasy that's was there, dope. you know? But uh, it's amazing. It, it somewhat became reality. I mean, it did. Yeah, but, it did come out. You know, yeah. like, that was just shit. It was definitely like Metallica made and Sabbath, and then like. Well, yeah, they're great, but know. but originally, because there's guys that are like you could tell you they play and they're like, oh, he's a Randy Rhodes guy. Oh, he's uh, a guy. Uh, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. You know, it's funny that to me, my whole shit was more. I wanted to be the guy who wrote the song. I didn't care. Yeah. Like. I didn't care so much. I want to play like this guy or that. I like learning riffs from songs. Like I like yeah. that song, but I would be like, I gotta come up with a song. Like that shit gotta be my shit. Like, cause I gotta play it. So I gotta be able. I gotta want. You know, if I leave it in somebody else's hands, I might not like it. So I said, I like yeah. the odds better if I'm writing it. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I, I can sell it. You know, like I like my own product. I'm a better salesman. You know, I, I hooked up with Armand early, so he was always a writing he, partner with me in a lot of different groups. And he's a very structured, he's a good songwriter. He's very structured, you know, he's very particular. He's kind of like a control freak a little bit, but it, it's a, it's a good thing. Because, yeah. yeah, he's evil. <laughs> he's <laughs> not, quite, not quite Roger evil, but almost. But the thing is with his structuring, you know, I'm a little more spacey and I write stuff and it's a little wild and my ideas aren't as uh, focused. I'm a little more of a free spirited writer. So the combination of us two is good because I come up with some nice stuff that's off the wall and he helps me kind of hone it in a little bit, which is, is good. Yeah. And, um, you know, that, that's the, that's the shit that's crazy. This is the shit that was crazy that in, in hardcore music, 
like, you know, we, we obviously we talk shit because we all play bass, but, you know, a staple player was the bass player, even in the early days, you know, um, uh, you know, why facts without bass, you know, music is shit. So let's yeah. just have, you know, well, it was there's, no, there's shit. no ass without, without you, you, you know what I say, you know, you yeah. know what I say, like, you know what, you know how I describe what life is without bass? It's like this. It's like a guy with no rhythm and no kneecaps fucking. Yeah. Just imagine that. <laughs> just imagine that. <laughs> That's good. Exactly. Good. And you know what bass is? You put bass in that, he got kneecaps now. Now he's yeah. hitting sides. Now there's movement. Hitting and, sides. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's good. That's good. You know, and and but in hardcore music, it used to be a big staple. You know, even if it was like the one girl in the band was a Dude, bass always, player. Always girl bass players. I was yes. just holding back on saying it. the old days it was so many girl bass players, it was Fact. so cool. They were so oh, many girls were involved maximum in maximum penalty. Hardcore. I remember awesome. seeing that. That was the first band that I saw, like with my own yep. eyes, <laughs> had a girl playing, and I liked uh, Max Penn. I'll Sand remember. in the Face from Jersey. They were an old punk band, like uh, in, the, in the in the early mid '80s. They would play, and they had a girl bass player. She I had this cool was little dip. She had this cool little dip move when she would play. Yeah. It was like a lot of old, old days. Was a lot of female bass players, and it was a cool thing. Now, now yeah. let me ask you this: and, and in, the, in the modern world, you got like Kate One Hundred Eight. She yeah. played a bass. Yeah. So you know the tradition's still alive. You know. Okay, so let me ask, I don't know this, but all right, Sid Vicious. But really, she'll mess Sid Vicious was a Sid Vicious was a bass guy. Was yeah. he? I, I don't know. I'm just saying yeah, he was the bass. So, yeah, okay, yeah. okay, so do you think yes. that has anything to do why in punk rock, you know, even the stereotype they would show the punk guy even on a, on a TV playing the bass, you know, it's the bass guy. Do you think because of the the, the 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 Sid Vicious stereotype, bass guy? I, I just think in punk rock, it's it's a thing because it's real. Like <laughs> yeah. It's just the best street, and it's just the bass. You want gritty, you want street, yeah. you want bass. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know that reason, but I'm trying to find a scientific reason for the, you know. The, Guitar is just the noise over the bass. That, yes. Oh, I no. like that. No, Greg. <laughs> Let them know. Let them know the bet. My guys are gonna watch this. And be like, he it, talked shit on us. <laughs> no, no, it was Gallo. It was Gallo. Let them know about the bet. The, the bet. The bet band. Let uh, the people out there school these people, Craig. What were we talking about now? The, the band the being a bet, and who's what in that bet? Oh, oh, oh. You, you give it to me. I. I no, you guys saw. Yeah, you're like you know the mattress is the is the base and the, the drum. The mattress right? is the base. The yeah. bass and the drums. The drums are like the frame yeah, that you put yeah. everything in. And then the mattress and the box spring is the bass. And like, oh, yeah. and the, the, singer, the singer is like the cover no, that falls no, off no, every night. No, he was like, the top pillow you drew on. Now Craig goes like this. He goes, he told me, he goes, you know, with the I'm bass trouble. and the I'm mattress, trouble for this. The, the bass and the drums, you know, with a mattress and this. And he go like, the guitar. That's the thin sheet that goes over the mattress. <laughs> and then you told me, and then, and then the yeah, best yeah, was, yeah, okay, okay, and the okay, best okay. was, and the singer, he sleeps on it. Yeah! yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can't run. That was yours, Craig, and to this day, I might actually have that etched on my tombstone. That yeah, must have right. been back in these, that must have been back in these days, because I barely remember. Listen, that shit was like, you know, Aristotle. Oh, one of those guys. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. My face hurts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it hurts me looking at it. It yeah. hurts. 
Hey, it hurts. Oh, what are you doing? It hurts. All right, but like, okay. Let's, okay, let me ask you this. All right, so we'll go. I'll start with Gallo. I'm going to go real quick. Uh, quick. I got to interrupt, though. Come what? on. I, said, right. I know you're going to interrupt. I got I to. No, but quick, this is a quick. All right, we're going to start with a couple. All right, um, got metal guys. We're going to start with metal. Yeah. Thrash. Thrash metal, heavy metal, whatever you want to call. Give me some of your favorite bass players. Not not hardcore yet. We're gonna get to that. Not part. Give me a, a couple of your favorite players, uh, in metal. In metal? Yeah. In metal? Let's uh, you know Thrash metal. Quarry. Metal. <laughs> I, I, no, but he's a hardcore. Uh, you know, th- not that. Yeah, and, and talking metal? from um, genre. What's What's the bass player for Bitchray's name? Who? The, who? Oh, oh. Frank, Frank was the old bass player. Frank yeah, passed yeah. away. God bless him. Frank was soul. my friend. Yeah. Frankie he was, was not only a, an amazing player, he was an amazing guy. Yeah, he was an animal. What a great guy. A great bass a great player. Guy. Yeah, he, he was a real girl. bass player's bass player, yeah. too. Yeah. Big guy. Like, great. Even, you know? even, even rock guys, rock guys, like, you know, hard rock, you know. Who, who are some of your guys that you like, you know, guys that stuck out to you? I mean, you know, um, who's another? I mean, of course, like um, John Antwistle from The Who was just, I mean, the guy was amazing. You know what I mean? Like, and like my other favorite, uh, even the Motown guy, James Jameson. That I mean, Best he just times. put the staple yeah. on on bass playing. I mean, he put the groove in the. I mean, he moved that whole fucking music. You know what yeah. I mean? And that's why I like the hardcore thing because the bass was always driving and moved the music. That's why I kind of compared the two music together. But those are like bass players that I always say, you know, like um, and of course Cliff Burton. Yeah, and that's then, what um, I was Steve Harris, you know, those were like the guys that I was like, wow, just really Great. from the thrash, the metal, the more that type of side. 100%. I got to go with Danny because that's my okay. guy, that's my friend, like, my mentor. Obvi- obviously, we know Giza Butler. Obviously, that's Giza yeah. Butler. But I mean, more than him, I'm th- those other guys that you thought were cool, they don't Cliff have to be your favorite, but like guys you Cliff, were like, yeah, Cliff Burton's a massive player, you know what I mean. So, Master um, player. Okay, now this is. Let me ask you this question because you John Entwistle, um, J- James yeah. Jameson, same things he yeah. said. Like and rock dudes, like the dude in Rush, Geddy Lee's a really good oh, player. You're, yeah, there's a million guys. You know, uh, the dude that played in Chicago was a great bass player. Oh, there's yeah. so many like great bass players. You know what I mean? So let me ask you this, and and and, and I'm because I'm because I'm gonna say some shit that probably some guys won't like, but it's what I heard. All right, Burton in the obviously a killer. Whatever, of course, absolutely. In the room, you've seen him play. Yeah, he was but a even, killer. Even you know, in the set. And I know we we all know music enough music theory where obviously we don't need perfect. It's all how it sits in a track when you're recording. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. know that. I know that. So with all that being said, I'm just throwing these disclaimers out for this question. I heard some Metallica tracks. Singled out, I heard Jason Newstead, who I never even cared about. He could play. Yeah. Listen, oh, yeah. can he play? He that play. motherfucker is a beast. Oh, and yeah, I'll yeah. tell you this, and I found it because not being a fan and I didn't care, just I did this and then I singled out. I actually even, and this is my proof because I did it with Mitz because we were arguing. And yeah, we no. sat there. Easy guy to argue with. Easy no. guy to argue listen, with. And this is a fact. We singled out bass tracks Jason Newstead did and Burton did. 
And you know what? And I'll say that I and I won't speak for Mitch, but he was there and even he bugged out. He was like, no, it can't be. I'll say this. Jason Newstead smoked him. Yeah. Smoked him. Now, listen, let me explain this. It's my same explanation. I say how I say Stevie Ray Vaughan was better than Jimi Hendrix. Uh-huh. Because, of course, there's Jimmy. You need that wild motherfucker to invent that. Hands down. Oh, yeah. Brad Stevie played Jimmy's song better than Jimmy. Fact. Well, yeah. you, you want, you, let me give you a little Facts. technical. Let me give you a little technical breakdown on what you said. Facts. Jason Newstead is a clean pick player. Not a lot of embellishing. You know how I play like like, like bad brainsy or motorhead style. He's more of a clean player. So everything he records will sound very audibly precise he's like yeah. kind of you hoya you kind of play like that clean round and full so newstead will be audibly a little more a little more clear and a little more precise no. and it'll it's more rounded out but but burton his mind he played a little more no the late and I hear you. Musically, he was, uh, uh, Burton is like a master. Like, yeah, he's, like, he's a master. Like, like a Mozart, a madman. Yes, yes, yes. Absolutely. But he's not, he's not, he's not gonna yes. sound and like Jimmy Hendrix. Sound sloppy, yes. I, and I get it, and that's why I put out the disclaimer before I said this. Yeah. I get that. <laughs> yeah. No, because I hear that, and I was also with a guitarist who was a, who Mitch claims to be a bass player, but no, we all no, know it's a fantasy. A but my point, and the guy who was going against fantasy. it, we all know some people, when you go against some people, fantasy. yeah. But I'm just telling you what my opinion, I was blown away because it wasn't even that. It sounded sloppy. Well, he had a plumb yeah. town for a way to get in, you know? You he know, like, man, yeah, this I'm, and again, and again, you hear master, it's a masterpiece. That yeah. dude is a killer. You know, I can't do what he does with uh, 50 fingers. Yeah, yeah. Of course. You know, sloppy Mozart. sometimes it's like saying, though. It's like saying who's better, Mozart or the, the, the other guy, but, you know, the other. Travatsky. Picasso. Travatsky. Yeah, all the heads of the five bad. But you know what I mean? But I'm just saying. It's crazy. I wanted to ask that because that that blew my mind, and that what made that's what made me a Newstead fan. Because he's a yeah. good player, and it wasn't just straight playing; it had style. But yo, clean, oh, right? Dude, next time you board, pick some of his shit out, like from whatever record. I was man. I just watched a YouTube video of him playing this morning, and I was like checking out what he's doing, like a little bass solo, and it was yeah. it was cool. It wasn't as. Uh, flourishing music yeah. as as something that Burton would do but it was very like audibly clear and clean and full sounding like the guy like he puts out something that like when you listen to it it's for it's sure giving you, well, giving you a nice hat, clean picture a burn hat was darkness when he played you feel yeah. nasty nasty yeah. lot but of, that's lot what of I mean. grizzle, that's gravy. what made his shit i the, again don't Cover get me that wrong. shit in gravy i played two strings with two yes. fingers, and I, I'm not one to be tough saying that Cliff Burns sucks. A, bad, bad as a motherfucker you do it, though. No, but what I'm saying is, and I it's love all Burton. Styles. And, all but styles. But I love Burton, too. I love Burton, too. But that had blown my mind, because this we heard, this was like maybe, you know, maybe in, in the last 10 years, you know, so older, still paying attention. Yeah, to yeah, yeah. It kind of bugged me out, like, whoa. It's crazy when you start digging in. And then you find out, like, there's a lot of great players out there also that we don't know their names aren't household items like we know. Oh, yeah. That's what yeah, you yeah, need yeah. kind of also, you know. Oh, yeah. Pay attention. All right, Gallo, now, punk rock hardcore guys. 
some favorite players. Again, I, they don't got to be guys like, oh, I base my style. They could be guys that came out way later, just guys that you like what they do yeah. or how they represent the, the instrument. You know, actually, Matt Freeman is just a monster. And I was hoping, no. I was waiting for one of you guys to say that because, um, same thing. Well, go ahead. No, no, yeah. no. You know what? I'm even not punk, but you know who I really like and who's a great bass player and an amazing songwriter is Sting. Sting. Oh, yeah. He's yeah, not yeah, playing. You, know, so. you think Sting he's a good songwriter? Oh, I yeah, you think? get it. <laughs> I wrote Set It Off. What he write? You mean Roxanne? Yeah, you mean Roxanne? You mean like 50, 100 of the greatest hits in human history? Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, you know, that's why Sting was the man, you know, fucking, yeah. he's a great bass player, and just, um, you right. know. All right, but hardcore punk guys, hardcore punk guys. I don't punk. listen to that shit. Early no, police but is like, almost ah, punk. Ah, ah, early early police you know. is like punk, kind of. Yeah, but like, even from the old, like, in, in our, that type of world, guys that you liked, any other plays? I mean, you said? I mean uh, I think who else, um, who else do I like in the punk rock scene that, um. Punk, punk rock hardcore, you know, yeah, punk, and more um, that. You know, like no, uh, I, I, Daryl Jennifer. No, oh, yeah, I that's mean, my guy. You, that's that's that he was the guy. You know what I mean? Fucking yeah. one of those dudes that, like, you know, especially that maybe want to play more, you know, in that style. You know, I I rub a lot of his style. You know, just his even his picking and shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he was the fucking man. But yeah, so Daryl Daryl was the fucking. He's incredible. Let's go, let's go zone anybody. Who, who are some other guys? I'm going to say, like, the main guy is Daryl. Yeah, Daryl yeah. Jennifer is the main guy. Yeah. He's just got, like, you know, he, he's rooted, but he's he's on top of it. He's the picking. That's where I got my my whole uh, flourishing thing, you know. Yeah. The way I play, it's, you know, it's, like, embellish and, and, and push the beat. You know what I mean? I could so, throw yeah. another name. I could throw another name out there. Yeah, but we don't want to do that. Oh, uh, you don't want to do no, I know. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Hey, what about, yeah. I mean, you got you to give the guy credit. Holly Flanagan. Come on. That's what I say. Yeah, he, Holly's a yeah, beast. He, he was a beast on, on that, the base, you know? On that demo, he was nasty. You know, yeah, right? you know. Yeah, you know, there's guys that wrote, you know, you know, there's guys that had, you know, that. That's a, he's a Daryl. He's a Daryl guy. That's why he's yeah, yeah, yeah. Daryl's cut. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, you yeah, know, yeah. That, there's a certain style. That's what like, like, um, you know, picking through. You know, those guys bite through, you know, the riff. That's what it is. Like, they, they push the through, oh, like, yeah. like Daryl yeah. will push through and he'll put things in to kind of yeah. shape it around. I, I kind of, you know, I picked up that. Yeah. That's kind of my style as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, you know what we were saying about, it's funny that when you brought, well, you brought up about Matt. So obviously, you know, you, you know, from day one, you could tell great player, but I would really watch him. That dude, why he's dope is because he made me like that style of bass playing that I never liked. Was yeah. like, I don't want to hear heavy music or or whatever you want to put as rockish music with lines like that. If yeah, I'm hearing yeah. old fucking old school music, that's all I want to hear. Yeah, so I was yeah, like a yeah, rockabilly-ish yeah. kind of guy. I'd rather have yeah. its own animal, no hybrids. But how he, what he fits, again, he's mad neat, but he got that slop, that dope sloppy that you hear the the fucking the geezer grizzle, is grizzle in there. You there's hear geezer Butler in that with that rock when he played. Oh, yeah. That's what makes it not just rockabilly. He almost gives it that Sabbath without. Yeah. Uh, another guy. Another guy. I got to mention is Carl Alvarez from the Descendants. Oh, he's, oh yeah. He's a monster. Insane. But yes. guys like here's the thing. Guys like him and Matt. 
for example, West Coast players, they're very left-hand educated. They're musically educated. They know all their scales and how to connect and different things. They're very technically proficient with the left hand. Yeah. They're sort of like uh, neck players, yeah. which is very musical, which really makes the music uh, colorful, which yeah. is really nice. Our style, the East Coast, it's not about as, yeah. as color and spots. We're more dry. We're more yeah. about driving, about about, about about pushing and, and you know and they're more yeah, and, they're more like clitoris. We're more cock and balls out here. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. But no, like tech, no, I know tech, what you mean. Technically, you can't mess with those guys. No, the I mean, side, they always had they got a style, great style. Yeah, the surf pump. Yeah. The surf. That surf real, style went in the music. Musical the surf. players, real yes. musical players. Like, yeah. like when I play, there's not a. I couldn't possibly put that much in. It wouldn't even work with the fast cuts and yeah, the way things. No way. Yeah. So no way. you put a little pop in here and there and here and there. You that. can't. It's a different style. They're more like you know open chords on the guitar. It's more folk based if you pull it back far enough. So the bass yeah. has a lot of room to work. We're more like in like a rock metal style where it's more like riffs. Than yeah. it is yeah, it's singing with chords. Fucking... It's a different style. But boy, can those dudes play and do they know the oh, way around the neck? Unreal. Yeah, I listen to some of the Carl and Matt, I listen to some of the stuff they do and like break it down. I'm like, damn. And like, especially like Matt, I'm like, he's putting like 20 pounds of potatoes into a 10 pound sack and I know. making it, it shine. And it works. I'm like, wow. I know. Yeah. I know. That's what I'm saying. And there's people that could do it like that little bit you know, sloppy is what makes it work. It doesn't sound like I mean. it doesn't I, sound I, out of place. That's that what little I mean. bit of old that, school flavor. Exactly. To me, the slop is I, I was never technical, but I used the slop and use it on the field because that was a whole geezer butler thing. It's, it's like gravy. It makes it all just yeah, come yeah. together. You know, it's like, you know, when, when you when you just above, you're drunk, but you're not you're almost there, but not yet. And you get up yeah. the first time, that's what the bass should do. It should sit right in that mix like this, like a fucking lava lamp. It should just I listen to old Jamerson, and as precise as he is, He's there's there, there's wobble. Some, there's wobble, oh, yeah. and the bass isn't like yeah. the bass isn't set up right. You hear like a dead note, but yeah. when you listen to it, it all comes together as this like layered, everything's beautiful. You know what I mean? Because you know, also. He comes and those stand-ups that it plays it like a percussion. He's yeah. hitting it, you know. Same thing what we do when you pluck. There's guys yeah. that, that that glide, and then there's guys you know how you pluck. It's how like, you pluck. When, it I, when it. I play in a band, I use a pick and I play in a certain way. There's a lot of that going on, you know. With the drums, yeah, like little flourishes and different. You know, some dudes will go bunga bunga. I'll go yeah. boom boom ba boom boom, and I'll pop yeah. up with a snare boom boom ba and it gives it a do 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 flavor. Yeah. But but when I play at home, I don't play with a pick. I sit there and I play left-handed, pretty boom do 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 do. I play like that. So it's what I play when I'm just messing around is completely different than when I step on yeah. stage and perform our music, like our you know what we do. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a I, I play one way when I'm playing hardcore, and I play another way when I'm just playing. And not yeah, about yeah. well, well hardcore, playing. yeah, the bass got to be played a certain, you know, obviously the style of music, but anything that's moving that fast, you know, you got to learn. There's also, you know, you can't always be a, a show off bass player. Now hardcore. we're talking about we're, we're talking about bass, right? And and yeah. and you know this, Hoya, uh, you play with Mackie, you get better. Yeah, you know, uh, you, this is a this is a great. Obviously, yeah, you know, 
I think he, you he, learn he, any, all the stuff I think in my head as far as how I want to play. When I played with him, I was able to achieve it. And he would like, I'd be able to, okay, let me catch up to him. And he would jump ahead and we'd play off each other. And at the end of a gig, it's like, yo, that was dope. You know, you did this and you yeah, yeah. Like, no cut on Armand, who is a partner of mine. And, and he's uh, dope uh, and he's a killer. He's a rock. Oh, he's yeah. a, a pounding rock. You know what I mean? Like, I can always count on him. You know, he's always there and it's always going to be strong. Stop. And, boom. and I can do some nice He's a Buick. So. Yeah, he's a yeah. Buick. He's just yeah. like driving down the road like yeah. it's coming out. You know what a I mean? A lot of gas. He needs a lot, lot of gas. He yeah. uses Bro. a lot of gas. A <laughs> big muffler, but it's sturdy. You know exactly reliable. It's sturdy, reliable. The A track is gonna work forever. Forever. Yeah, <laughs> you're getting crazy no. now. Yeah, but no, and th this Purple is a camel. This is a thing with the with Mackie, an old cigarette thing in the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, this is the thing with Mackie. My experience was a little. You know, was a little different was because I f got to play with him a different. A different kind. It wasn't hard. It was still kind of nice, deep, but it was a different band. So I was kind of like, I didn't think about it like that. Like, oh, I, how am I gonna mesh with him? I was just thinking, how the fuck we're gonna just pop this off? How we're gonna make yeah, this whole yeah, band yeah. mesh? So, but it worked out, and that's why the way you out. play and the way he plays when he no. plays that type of stuff, like yeah, stuff he's perfect. Back more, it's a perfect because you're he, like an, you're like an anchor, and he's like a tree root. Yeah, yeah Mackie, you know what? Mackie's the perfect drummer. He needs curtains. That's yeah. the drama. Like yeah. that feel curtains gotta open and close. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's like, it. That, yeah, good way to put it. It's a feel. It's a whole experience. It's like a air. That's how you gotta let him have air. His style of playing hardcore is so old school, yet it's own school. And I just yeah, love like the way he plays hardcore and the way I play bass. He lets me really do the stuff that I like to do as a as like an aggressive bass player, all the right-handed stuff. Yeah. I get to, and, and he gives me enough room to do my left-handed fills. There's always room there. But other drummers, him, sometimes there's not as much room because we're all racing yeah, trying yeah. to create energy, which is, is great, which is great. But he, he's, he's a bass player's drummer because also yeah. he gets less is more. Let's do less. Yeah. And then we could always add, you know, some guys, we want to add everything. We want to uh, thinking. I know people like drummers that. that over, I, I don't like drummers that overplay. I don't like drummers that overplay. Very few like, drummers that overplay. I like, yeah. I don't like drummers that overplay. That's no. why, it, you know, I like playing with Armand is good because it's. He's, but you he know, okay, it and, simple and, and he does nice little things perfect. that I could jump with. You know what I mean? It's perfect, huh? No, yeah. sick of it all, because sick of it all, you know, as close as we are to the music, we're all different, you know. Sick of it all is very on top, even from AF. AF got more mood changes. Sick of it yeah. all changes, but sick of it all's attack. It's boom, 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 we, boom. We, yeah. we, we attack hard. So, it's, always, it's, 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 it's aggressive, be, you know. So the drums got to be a certain way. And, you know, like I said, exactly, like, um, you would tell when you play with another drummer. Like, sick of all, you would tell. I think you could tell oh, quick. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, with signal, we couldn't. We, with somebody else, it would sound like slow it, down and relax. Like, exactly, I think it'd be a harder. Not like, not that um, the gorilla, his drum beats, no, no drummer could uh, figure them out. But no, it's the style. It's the way yeah. he plays them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, the oh, way yeah. Like the, it's, 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 it's. You know, the four, not the four of us have a. We got a chemistry. The four of us, you know. Yeah. He, and it's only been you guys, time. except for one of the yes. bass players. Yeah. Armand always used to complain that the three of us would race ahead, and I'd be like. Yeah, maybe we race ahead, but you you're racing ahead too. We're all, you know, we're not like backbeat dudes. We're like yeah. push it. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. why when I played with Mackie, there's a backbeat and a push, which was nice for me. 
because I, I I didn't get that much of that. We're sick of it all. We're always racing each other. Everyone's yeah. trying to get to the to, to the finish line. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you know, again, like it's an energy. Sickle's like that. Sickle's attack. It's bah, 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 attack. Bah. It's all attack. Yeah. You know, so you got to attack that a certain way and fucking. But yeah, it, it creates it creates energy. That's why people dig it. You know. Yeah. 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 And, and again, how it's funny how certain play. You know, even how again talk, we're talking base where. You hear how something that's more how picking in the mix affects a thing, like how the the the, the death metal guys, their bass players pick. Like I always wondered how some of them picked the blast beat stuff. Were they doing that or they weren't? And then I found no. out they weren't. But yeah, but I found out because I did records with my man Eric Rutan. Shout out to yeah. Eric Rutan and all my fucking metalhead motherfuckers out there. Yeah, but. Yeah. What he had told me was this, because I was <clears throat> I was trying to learn that also, because my style I try to I use the space more, and I like to do that as much as possible where I could put it in. But I was like, man, am I throwing off a pace by like not sticking, you know, right on top by you know taking my angle? And I was like, how do these death metal guys do it? He goes, nah, you know, they'll kind of pick through it. They won't. They'll hit the every other one or whatever. But he goes, yeah. But, but he told me the guy from um. Um, what's that crazy band? Um, not Morbid Angel, another one. Um, Real Fast. He did, he did the album. Fuck, I can't believe it. They're one of the big death metal bands. One of those. Real Extreme singer. Fucking. You guys would know the band if Cradle I said of it. Filth? The best players. Huh? Cradle not Cradle of Filth. Filth. More the hardcore one. They're more like one of the first one. I'm going to remember, but the bass player is a dope bass player. He told me yeah. that motherfucker. Sodom? No, not that later. No, after that. Um, um, um he's like Lemmy, that dude. Yeah, but they told me this dude. He goes, he and I heard this shit. It's all blast beats, all that. He goes, he plays through the whole shit, and I, he might be a finger player. He even goes, that that's dude, hard. But that I'll guy. tell you what, a guy like that, you know where he probably learned that from? Danny Loker, because Danny Loker will yeah. push yeah. ahead. Danny Loker put he'll he's he's like he's making the bass scream. So yeah. a lot yeah. of my stuff comes from that. Like, hey, you don't have to sit back. You can. You, you can fill it up and grizzle it up and all that. But Danny Loker, he's a guy that if you listen to his tracks, you're, you'd be like just solo and you'd be like, what the hell is going on? This guy's like, the, it sounds like flames are coming out of the speakers. Yeah, you know what I mean? Just nonstop, right? Yeah, he's, he's pushing. My shit, you think it's like a mood light. It's be like, <laughs> yeah, it's hard. It's hard. <laughs> it's like fucking fireworks going out of the sky. Yeah. Fucking play, play, you know, play. but Mackie always tells me, he goes, Hoya is a great bass player. I'm like, yeah, I know. He goes, he doesn't do a lot like this, but he, his feel yeah. is very, he's back. He's, 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 he's hitting right when he needs to. And it's making it all just come together. And I'm not, you know, that's what that's I was saying about thing too. It's like, come yeah, together. And that's and what Mackie. I love about Mackie. What we did with Hazen street. And this is why I got to play, become like a real player in some parts where, you know, he improvises stuff sometimes. He'll yeah, it's never the same twice. So, nice. And then sometimes he'll improvise shit that ain't on a recording, but he'll do it uh, live, you know, but you'll know the spots. And we were catching spots without... Same, yep. You know, yep. we were catching Great. those moments and we were having like some dope work and it was some real cool moments, especially with Hazen because Hazen breathes a lot. So there were spots where the shit would stop, me and him would stop, vocals would go, and then me and him come in with a bass lick. And the shit was hot, and we were like, yeah. "Yo, that was dope." While we were playing, yeah. and then we so learned, went, and then no, and then we learned what I also learned about, you know, how styles also vary. Like, you know, um, 
playing with Mackie with Madball. It was a different feel, you know? He's yeah. a fucking, you know, it's just a different type of animal. And the like I said, the biggest compliment I ever got, you know, we were lucky to be a band that we got, we've been lucky, you know, dude showed us love and gave us compliments. But Mackie gave a compliment that I brag about all the time because I take pride in us having flavor and ain't nobody yeah. got more flavor than Mackie. And I'm right. like, and after he had played with us, we were at some show and we, I forgot what drummer we had and a bunch of the guys talking and he was like, somebody was talking about the, us playing the show. And he looked at the guy, he goes, yo man, you think it's easy to play for these dudes? Yo, that shit ain't easy. You gotta be on point. And I looked, I was like, yeah, nigga. He said the same thing to me, like yeah. about you guys. I remember yeah. having co many conversations. And, that, and I'm like, yeah, I noticed that. You know, he notices that. Most people don't yeah. notice and, that. And that it's the, the compliment I brag about. That's the one because yeah. we know, like, that's like, yo, I got the glow, like in The Last Dragon. You know, we're glowing now. Yeah. <laughs> most people, most people just hear it and like it. And they're like, yeah. wow, this is great. And, and like, but, as a musician, like I said earlier in the, in this, there's a there's a certain cohesiveness that you guys bring out. That's it's almost like you got to be patient to make it come off that complete, which is really nice. Let me ask you this, Craig, because you were around back then, and it seemed back then more than now. Back then, there was bands with like two bass players. Remember when people yeah, had damage that, that band? Damage. They were like, oh, I yeah. yeah, like I knew of them because of Dave, because my brother. Yeah. And I knew yeah. back right. then, guys would experiment more. How that's cool. probably right when you started coming around, right around that time, like you know, like '85, like like like, like, yeah, like yeah. I, I, my first show was until '88, but yeah, '85. But still, but still, I'm attention. saying you were like getting, yes. you were like you know, absorbing you were, it, like it was coming on your radar. You know yeah, because I mean? my brother was getting everything when you guys were getting. Yeah, yeah, you we know? all hanging the Hellhammer for, demos for anybody for any anybody that doesn't know. Hoyer's brother, Big yeah. Dave, and we call him Big Dave because there was also a little Dave that hung out. That was the first drummer for Sickville. We were all friends, and Hoyer was a little younger. Yeah. So, you know. A lot uh, younger. Yeah, yeah. like Lou, Lou Pete, <laughs> Armand, and myself, we hung out with Dave all the time. So Yeah, yeah, that's how I say like to a, my brother. Yeah, my brother, when 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 Sickville just started playing, like, they, that's when my brother went to the military. So he went in the military, and then Sickville all started. But, like, I had the old... I remember General Chaos. I remember like yeah, when it was yeah, yeah. The, General know, Chaos was like the first name of Sick of It All. Yeah, yeah, like that. And we, we, you know what else I remember? This was later, but you know the old Sick of It All thing? Not old, but it was later. Remember the fucking Funky Chicken? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah niggas don't that. remember that. I remember yeah, the Funky yeah, Chicken. Yeah, just, the funky I'm just throwing that good. out there. Funky Chicken, yeah, yeah. That was like, like, like an intro yeah, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember that. I remember that shit. But yeah, but uh, my brother hung out, and that's you know how the fucking um I had all those. But I remember back then there was more bass experimental. There was now yeah. in, in Damage they had a, a four string bass player with fat strings, and they had a guy playing a five string, and it was almost between guitar and bass. So it had like an used flat wound string. So it had that like so it gave it like a staccato thing. That, yeah. that kind of, and they were super tight. They were like the most like, precise band, you know? And uh, they just they sounded Queens like, uh, I think they were like a mix of Manhattan, Jersey, maybe. Ooh. I don't know. But Tommy Victor was always doing sound. He was like in that crew. You know what so I mean? Who are you talking, oh, yeah. about? talking about Prong. Oh, Prong. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tommy. Yeah, Tommy, yeah. Shout out to Tommy, man. Yeah, was, shout oh, out yeah, to Tommy. Yeah. They were like, and they were like, just like, at back in like 85, let's say they were at like a level of like sophistication and 
production wise, like having that yeah, shit yeah. together, that and was like, like unprecedented. Guys, yeah. I'd go see them and they'd be loud and they'd sound clean. And I was like, man, this band is good. Yeah, no, you I know? remember seeing them. And let me tell you, the best shows my era of going on hardcore shows, you know, 88, that uh, around that was Tommy doing the sound. I seen the yeah, band, yeah, Tommy a, was a killer. And the killer. second best sound man I ever had and heard ever was Roy. Shout out to Roy fucking yeah, Stone Sour. Yeah. Yo, Roy is one of those a dudes killer. that could do it all. But everything. Yeah. Check Every- it out. When, when, when AF, before we got Maddie Henderson, we tried out a bunch of people. And we tried out Roy, who I was like, Roy, you're a drummer. He's like, nah, I play guitar well, too. So he came down and killed the tryout. We were like, yo, I was like, Roy's the guy. Roy's the guy. And the reason we didn't take him is because he was in nausea and Roger didn't want to be with Amy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the guy Patrick Comfort. Uh, what do you call that? Uh, conflict of interest. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but Roy, and, uh, and recently, recently, like uh, when this pandemic thing started, I did a, a, a track with Roy on drums. Actually, Jason Christopher, you know, the bass player? Yeah. From, from, from Shout Prime. out to Jason too, man. Played, oh, yeah, played, yeah. played the million bands. Yeah. So he he contacted me and said, hey, me and Roy want to do Maladjusted. And then Craig Silverman jumped in, you yeah. know, Gallows guy. And we did that Maladjusted cover. And uh, yeah. he's a nasty drummer. I heard his drum track. I was like, Listen, he's a fucking I played to his killer. drum track. I was like, this guy is giving me something I can work with. Here. He's a killer. He's, like, that's he's the type that's... That dude's like a mad boy drummer. You know why? Yeah. Ecuadorian. Shout out to my Ecuadorian yeah, he's got blood. Flavor. He's got flavor. 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 Blood. And, but he's the first guy that made mad ball. So Danny Giordano. My, and, and shout yeah, out to Danny, best. my brother in Italy. But Roy at Wetlands did sound for mad ball the first time where we sounded like the first time where I was like, we need to get a sound man. Now I yeah. get it. It was because of Roy. I always say it. Roy's a killer. And we were Roy's like, good too. You throw him in a van, he's just chilling. Best dude nausea. Yeah, nausea. You can you can survive. He's like nausea minus the minus the crust and smell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, civilized. <laughs> he's civilized. He's nausea, but goes home civilized at night. Civilized nausea. Yeah. Civilized crust bunker. But he goes home at night, thank God. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but Roy's not nah, but shout out to Roy and I and I get amped whenever I see him, Johnny. I see them killing it in oh, that. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, it's great. They rap it, you know, and fuck. Yeah, I'm gonna get yeah, Roy yeah, on. I've been wanting to get him on here too. Roy, man. Roy would be good on here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And his fucking playing, it's like that's yeah. a flavor. Like you hear the jungle, but you know what oh, I mean. Yeah. That 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 you know the Stone Sour guy. He hooked into some good players, man. Yeah, got a Buffalo guy, and he got Johnny Miller. That's those another good guy. dudes and good players. Let me tell man. you about Johnny. That motherfucker, the best. yeah, oh, yeah. and that's, that's the sound I like. He has a sound he uses, that's, that's my style. Like, a little bit different from me, but I'm like, it's a vintage, but stylish. Yeah. And I like that, and I'm like, man, I be trying to get my shit to sound like that, but when, the way I pick, pick I need, I need a, uh, uh, it's just, I'm just used to having how my shit resonates a certain you way. You like a lot of bottom, but it's yeah, clean bottom. I, 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 I yeah, clean I bottom. I need to be able to manipulate the air more, so I always need you to know, be, you know. Yeah, what's crazy, I played through, like, you know, before this whole pandemic thing, you know, we we play together all the time on festivals, yeah. and I remember I was messing with your, your right before you played, yeah. I was, like, playing your bass, and I was like, yo, this sounds like, like, I was like, you know, because I have a very different sound than yeah. you, and yeah. I was like, yo, this sound, like, is great. I could play with this sound, even yeah. though it's different. It yeah. felt good. Like your yeah. the way you created bottom end. I was like, yeah. yo, this like 
it's full, but it's not sloppy. It's yeah. just like there's 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 a there's a there's a security you know in the bottom. There's a, you feel yeah. it. You know what and I mean? That's what it is. Since I say, since I was never picking through everything, I said, how could I carry those guitar riffs? So yeah. I would make sure I would pluck in a way where I try to manipulate. I say manipulating the air so the 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 the, the, the bottom travels throughout the riff. So I'm hitting yeah. it like boom boom boom. I'm trying to stretch out. Like, like eight oh eight, there is some yeah. cut on your pick though. You yeah. pick, you got a little, you got top. Little, it just, yeah, it just, it just doesn't. You know, you know it, what? It, it, you know what's it's, funny? It's, it's the timing yeah. cut. You know. Yeah, I mean? you know what's funny? I learned that because I always needed more bite. Because Maddie, but Maddie would go to the, the traditional one one proper sounding bass, which yeah. was yeah. more attack. I was too one way. Where I met now is in the middle. What I did, and I ended up making, I made it right for me. But was everybody would say not to do like what you would do on a stereo? I would V it out, and yeah. people say yeah, yeah, don't yeah. do that because I take it out. But I always like I wanted to sound like the car playing hip hop driving by, and that was low right. end. So I was like, yeah. "Yo, drop the middle and put the side." I was like, and then people were yeah. like, "Yo, put the mids and this and that." I'm like, "Yo, put that on later if you can." And then I learned, "Fuck you." I'm gonna play it like this. If you, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, you now you work. You're supposed to make me sound the best I sound, not how you want me to sound. Yeah, yeah. I, got you. yeah. I like I like mid range myself because yeah. it's but it's the style. Bond, but my whole Bond, thing Bond, is Bond, this. style. But this is my whole thing. We all know I ain't gonna try to give you, you my favorite sound for you. It's like let me take Craig's. Okay, if I'm a dope engineer. How could I take his shit and put steroids in it? Not like how I'm gonna take his sound and make it sound like Gallo. No, yeah. I, mean, I want to, yeah. you know, work your shit out. And yeah. I, what I did in the early days, that people would diss me because they're like, "Yo, it's, you can't, you don't V out a stereo." I do it on my stereos, even. I like yeah. not a deep V, but a light, you yeah. know, you know, wing. But I found out as a starting point for a base round I, sounds I nice around. You got this part. Now the middle is here. Now you adjust the middle how you want. But you're already, it's like two beautiful breasts. Now you work. <laughs> now, you can, now, now you control the cleavage with the with the, the middle. Hey, oh yeah, we, we know about yeah, that. Yeah, it. Uh, make, it, uh, make it heavy, make it heavy. Listen, so two people, you know. <laughs> you're crazy. And, and the mid-range is a cleavage. So you control. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure. sure. Like, why you red? You didn't say you nothing. Crazy. You're making me laugh. I'm yeah, no. <laughs> no, but um, no, but it's it's all you know. I get it's on the, you know, it's funny how you, you know, the starting points it was swap, but it ended up working for me. Then I learned how to kind of work off of that, and it's funny how everybody's starting point is, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you guys work, and Craig. When I say Craig is the king of. You give Craig 500 different amps, he knows how to make it sound like his sound. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He always got a new setup, a new sound. I go, no, you just oh, did the impossible. He made, he could plug into like a cardboard box and he's going to get it that sound. Yeah. Plug into an amp and I'm like, how you manipulate that to sound like that? I don't, I don't know. It's just it's like I, I just like I always heard. I just like, hey, I to sound like you, he never has to change. He's always like got a new amp or whatever. I go, right. you, you got your sound already. Like you, you just got you duplicated it. That's like the magic yeah. you did. My my thing is like is old. You know, old amp. He's into sound. Yeah, old ampeg that you know? I would like kind of hotwire a little bit and kind of get it a little. 
a little so I could get a yeah. little more grizzle out of it, warm it up and do certain things. Back in the old days, they used to use like this like DODEQ pedal that right. I would like rig up, like just to make it sound like to push frequencies. All but, right. uh, but, but I'll tell you this, like recently, right before, you know, about six months before I got a new amp and it's a class D amp. And what I learned from that is, you know how normally with like an amp peg, you run it a little hotter, you get more grizzle, it yeah. comes off more with these class D amps. You can get it up to a point, and the minute you try to get more, it kills the sound. So I learned um, re more recently how to get the sound I want by coming more from underneath and and bringing it up, bringing it up to a point that's a little short of the max I could use of it, and then balancing it out. So I learned, and and I I get more mid range out of this this newer uh, amp I got, and I love the way it sounds. And uh, it, right, it no, sound more clear, more clear. And I was just about to ask this because a lot of people hit me up about sound. Since you already started, we're going to start with you with that. What's your rig now? What are you playing? What's your, your what's your rig, your go to rig, you know, from the, you know, your amp, your head, your pedal, which base? Okay, so so if we're in the, if we're in the studio, I want an old school SVT, old school SVT left on overnight hot with the eight tens. That's pretty much it. Just an old SVT that I play with. In the board, after the fact, I might use some pedals like a Sans amp on one track to, to clean it out and pull some of that mid-range for a clarity track. Uh, maybe run it through an Avalon or like, or like something else to like bring out certain, certain grizzly frequencies in it. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much in the studio. It's traditional, you know. Uh, but live, I started using a... Uh, 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 what you call it? How am I? I'm drawing a blank on this. It's the other pedal, not a Sans amp, but uh, the, 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 the dark crystal. What is that? Dark glass. <laughs> I, I've been using a dark, dark crystal. I, the dark, I, dark, the dark yeah. glass. I was using a dark glass uh, 900 V2. And uh, the dude Joe from Rise Against kind of was always pushing that stuff. And so was Jason Christopher. These guys were hitting me up like, you got to try this, you got to try this, you got to try this. So then we played on that warp tour and the, the, the guy's name is Lauren Hill, like the singer. Yeah. He's the rep. And he gave me his Ready card. He, goes, he, gave me his, he gave me his card. He goes, hit me up. He goes, I I'd like to, you to try our amps. I, you know, he liked the way I play and I had a unique sound and all that stuff. So, uh, you know, I was like, all right, cool. And then, you know, went back, back before this uh, pandemic thing, we were all on tour. So all the time. So I didn't call him. I was just like coming home for two weeks, like just drooling on my pillow and excited to drink a coffee with my, my brother-in-law and laugh. You know what I mean? Let's not yeah. talk about hardcore. So I, I pulled through Chicago and I played in Chicago and, 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 uh, and Joe, Joe rise again, showed up. He goes, you still didn't try that. He goes, what are you doing? Blah, 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 blah. You're going to love it. And he knows the way I play. Cause like, yeah. I, I'll say that I was an influence to him sound wise. Cause he always was like into asking me what I was playing through. You know, when we were younger, he'd be like, what amp are you using? So, and he always says like, Oh, I like the way Craig Satari sounds. And we're, we're old friends, but you know, he was always interested in my sound. So he told me when he told me this face to face, he goes, he goes, you're going to like this. I know what, how you want to sound and you're going to like this. So I looked like the light bulb went off. I said, you know something, if he's saying that, yeah, he knows what I dig on. You know, we used to talk about how he set up the amp and stuff like that. So I called the guy. I was playing Frisco SF like two weeks later. And the guy brought the head down and I tried it and I liked it and I used it and I was using it and it sounded really good. 
So eventually what I did, it took me a while to shape it. I started messing with some different pedals and different ideas, and he gave me a couple pedals to work with it. What I wound up doing was, was using my Sans amp. And, and, uh, and uh, I was talking to Neil, you know, Neil Osterberg, Zum? Yeah. Yep. So if, for anyone that doesn't know, Neil Osterberg, his nickname is Zum. He plays, played an antidote. He's the guy that pretty much came up and invented the Sans amp pedal. Yeah, <laughs> so along with the yeah. company. So so he's like when my technical go-to guy. When I'm like, I'll be like, Neil, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like ask him because he's like a technical wizard and a great bass player and great guy. Oh, yeah. So he came down and I was playing through this, this the, the, the dark glass and I was like, Neil, you know, it sounds really good, but I'm not getting enough low end warmth. I'm like, I need a little more Hoya in there to round it out. Yeah. <laughs> so he showed me different ways to use the Sans amp, ways I never really knew of. Like there's like little tricks to it. So what I do is I use just a tiny bit of Sans amp with this pedal and I don't use it the way I used to use the Sans amp. All I do is shape the bottom end just the slight, it does just a little thing to it, which rounds the bottom. So the Sans amp isn't used as a boost. It's, it's used in this way that just sort of gives it the one element that I felt it could have been better at. And the sound I get, it sticks out so much. The harmonics, the sound has so much, uh, uh, the harmonics are so rich that when I'm playing, it's almost like bang, bang, bang. You almost hear like stuff kind of <laughs> ricochet. Pop, yeah. It's like branching out and like popping out like lightning bolts. So, I really like it because I got in the habit of using an Ampeg and a Sans amp to the point where my sound became like very low end and very high end and no middle. It was, it was like boom, conk, 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 conk. Yeah. And I felt like I was kind of losing my identity and this thing got it back. Long so, story. All right. So, so no, so you're using the pedal or the head or both. So, so, I'm using so you're the head. So, you're using the head. So, the with dark the pedal, the dark the crystal head, the dark glass, not the V2 head. You with head. the old school one switch Sans amp. But the way I'm using the Sans amp is something that I thought I would never do. Gotcha. It's almost it's almost turned off. All right, it's not, it's not used as a boost you. at all. I hate you. You're just using it to say runs through it kind of, and it's picking it up something. It runs through it just to shape a certain low frequency. Got to, you. To, to shape a certain low frequency. That's all it does. So you got so you got that. What cabinet you're using? Eight ten ampere. Eight ten. What bass you're playing live? What's your go-to uh, bass? Uh, well, I got, I got a. You know, red is my girl. Yeah. Hold up, hold up, hold up. There's, oh, here oh, we go. Can we see her? Yeah. Can red. you see her? Yep. Yeah. I'm gonna walk her over there. Hold up. There's red oh. right there. Can you see her good? Yep. There yeah. she goes. That's just studio bass. And and, and and what do you have pickups in there? I got a, a, I got EMG's old school. Uh, I got a PJ split, as you can see. That's a precision jazz split. And yeah. I got active EMG's old ones from like 19. I bought the bass in 83. So they're like and, early 80s. And, and the basses you play live, EMG's? Play, play, yeah, EMG's the same PJ split active. That's what I use for hardcore. And uh, Fender Precisions, you know what yeah. I mean? Which are basically yeah. that. That's a takeoff on a Fender yeah. P. Yeah. I have a couple bases that aren't Fender. They're all Fender Precision style bases. You know, I like yeah. a, I like a, 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 the light color, the blonde neck. What's it called? Not uh, not rosewood. It's uh, uh, how am I? Maple. Maple. I like a maple oh, neck because oh, it gets a lot oh. of snap. Yeah, <laughs> a maple <laughs> neck because yeah. it gets that nice. That pound of coconut neck. I want a coconut neck. Sounds like celery. Coconut neck shape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gallo. The shit that you don't want, I like. You probably like a dark colored neck because it's smoother, you know? Yeah. Gallo. And that's it. What's your rig? What's your rig? 
I'm simple, you know. I mean, I, I you basically I both, got the same kind of same very similar setup. I mean, you know, I do. You know, I usually when I go to Europe, I use the SVT Classic and the and the, the A10 cabinet, you know, and the Sansan. And I just I've always got my sound basically, and I always try to. I mean, Craig, I always love Craig's sound. I always love your sound. I try to kind yeah, of meet that in the middle because my sound AF's got a little more punk. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it needs to be a little more. It's yeah. got to have the bottom, but it's got to shine through. You know what I mean? So. And, and your bass has um, active pickups? No, I don't use active pickups. Too much. I'll tell you why. Because I found a lot of times the battery would die. Oh, you got to change it every like six months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does the eight. Yeah, but you know, you, yo, check it out, Gallo. If you leave it plugged in, like after sound check and it's plugged in all day, that's draining the battery the whole time. You got to unplug it when you're yeah. not playing. That's you know, you, know? you got to tell Nasa to, to unplug that shit. I, I, <laughs> Shout out to Nasa and my Bulgarian savages up there. <laughs> but now that's, I like to keep it simple because I find the more, it's just too much. You know, I like, I don't think from what for myself, what I need, and I, I, I mean, I use ESP bass now, but it's modeled after a P bass. Yeah. So P bass, sans amp, and at home, I just use the GK. Hey, GK That's what I was about to say. I used to use those in the 90s. That's they got them, they my favorite through. head. I, I use I'll use the SVT now, you know, whatever I have. I, you know, to me, I almost don't, I just need my Sans amp. With my Sans yeah, amp, I plug into a clock radio speaker. Yeah, that's to me. No take your hat off, Gallo. Yeah. <laughs> hey, how you doing? Well, well, who's this guy with the hair? Yeah. Oh, shout out, hair. shout out to the committee. Yeah, listen, yeah. bald and proud. Yo, me tell you, bald and proud. How worldwide, international. Listen, you baldy. Shout out to Toby Morris out there speaking the hairlines. Another bald guy. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Isaac, who ain't too far behind yeah, nah, Not too far behind. Red too. Yeah, look at. But how great was that GK four hundred and then the six hundred? Those are some of my favorite heads. I used the 800, which is just a stronger yeah, yeah, version. Listen. It was very nice. It was very nice. Uh, right now. Listen. listen, right now. It's I'm, a little stiff sounding, but it's good. You I know love I mean? it. It's not warm. I love it. I love Me it too. as much as an SVT and anything. I could, I could yeah. get that shit. I just for because I haven't had a reason to buy a head, but that's the one I'm going back to. Because okay. out of all of them, I get the dope SVTs. You know, great. Of course. SVTs yeah. are cool. You know, a Mesa boogie, dope, great. It's gonna sound great. GK's a live head. Let me tell you, you know why? Yeah. I'll tell you what's the secret with GK, why it was made for me. It's naturally has that V scoop and it's built in sound. Yeah. So does. I can manipulate those low ends in the mid, that those hot, just how I like it. Yo, I swear, I would plug that shit in no matter where I'm at. I right now, any bass. Any setup, you give me that, I'm gonna have it at least sounding like, oh shit. Yeah. Like, you're gonna I'm surprised it. it has enough low for you though. I would think that the low would be the problem with that. No, I got too much low. Wow. But like, that's why I always felt, I go, they have a scoop that other heads don't. Now I could understand if you're a mid guy and don't like that for some of the mids, cause I never yeah. fucked with the mids cause I don't. But the mids come hard. alive on those. You push those mids, they, they pop. Now, they almost that's become where maybe cardboard. the sound will change. With me, I'm going back to the GK. Just because of yeah. that, I'm like... Yo, you, you, know you know what you would... I would I'm dying to find an 800. I mean, 800. That's what you, you know need, those 800. Old, 
Hoya, you know those old 70s sun heads, the really yes. big ones? Yeah. Or, or like the old acoustic heads, the big, oh. and, and uh, what else? There was the sun, no, the acoustic. No, you know what You're talking about uh, the one with the padding was a, uh, a, a what I, I was it called? A, a, yeah, I had, that was my first amp. It was called a, uh, like a plush or something like that. Something, you, know what, so, you know what it is? This is the thing. Had it in my room. There's mad dope heads. Oh, you, they're so dope. All dope. But a GK, I'll throw that shit off a building. You're going to plug yeah. the shit in, it's going to work. Yeah. A fucking Mesa. You, you, you go like this to a Mesa boogie, the, the, the <clears> thing <throat> break, a, a, a fuse. Yeah. That's why I loved I loved like the Honestly. old SVT, the traditional SVT, but they're too temperamental. You can't take on the road. That's why exactly, go, man. You, you need the diehard solid state king of kings. Yeah, GK. That yep. shit. You could. That's the only reason why I'm saying other more sophisticated sounds. But for what, like us, a GK could be mounted, or it could yeah, be yeah, your, yeah. your floor. It could be under your sneakers in the van. It's gonna yeah. plug in for, right out the yep, cold yep. weather. That's the only yep. reason I'm saying. For for a long time, I used the uh, the Ampeg Pro Four, which was I had yeah. which was a, 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 a solid state power section, Blue. and then it had preamp tubes, and that worked well. But after a while, I just like I said, that was when I was saying earlier, I felt like I was getting away from my sound because it was low and high, and yeah. you know, with the sand, I was running the sands amp too hard, is what it was. I was pulling out the mids, trying to go for more overall. I was losing the subtleties, and I had to calm myself down and bring it back. You know yeah. What I mean? No, but this is something I also want to tell, uh, uh, you know, a lot of the younger kids and kids that might want to start playing, not just bass, but instruments. It's something I wanted to say that I keep forgetting what other players is, that people not to get caught up on how expensive your Forget bass that. guitar that is, matter. the drums, what brand it is, what color it is. Because as you just heard, we've all bought fake versions we all started with mock-up versions we started built versions yeah. with you know um, 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 uh, crazy glue duct tape version red, red red's a homemade base a guy made it in his shop he made like 75 bases you know it's you know, called a guitar yeah. man it's the and, best and, yeah. my, ever played you know, my life my whole point is you know we you know some kids think you know i need to have a half stack i need a marshall stack i need a gibson bring it's like yeah if you could have it that's great it's like all you got to do is what i try to tell people is like you gotta wanna want to make music yeah if you want to make music the right you'll grab pots and pans you'll grab a fucking work. like jameson you'll put the the, the 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 string on the side of the house and you're gonna yep. be, make it happen you just gotta yep. want to create yeah, music. yeah, yeah. Oh, that's yeah, the way it was true. in the old days hoya you're from corona right corona queens kid. you know who else is from yeah. corona das robert cheveria yeah right down the block <laughs> and Richie right, so corona Listen, Corona Queens. Is, let me tell you, Low East Side is cute. The whole crew, I get it. The Low East Side crew, and I like yeah, that. Yeah, Queens, yeah. motherfuckers. The nebulous yeah. and his hardcore and Murphy's shit. Law yeah. comes from Queens. Murphy's Law, yo. Yeah. Murphy's Law, yo. Major conflict. You got some good. Yo, yo I'll tell you what, yo. though. Like when I was really little, if people don't know this, when I was really little, I put an ad in like a music paper, and like these dudes uh, called me up, and I went to rehearse with them. And like Long Island City and, and Pete and Mike Sankowitz, who was another friend of, of the alleyway guy. Wait, wait, hold on, they, that's real quick before you stop. Sorry, right, real quick. Mike Stankowitz, that dude is the dude who wrote some of the baddest riffs for yeah, Raw yeah. Deal. Let's just, yeah. let's just, okay. Yeah, he's, yeah, he, yeah he was, a, he was, a, you know. That's the like, motherfucker right there. The secret the, weapon the niggas mid-80s, talk about. The mid 80s, Mike Sankowitz was a player for sure. A great Killer. player and a great guy. So, 
these dudes meet me at the, at the, they sent somebody to meet me to show me where the studio was. Right. So it's like Mike Sankowitz and Pete, you know, Pete sick of it all. So I'm like, Oh shit. You know, these guys, I'm like, are they any good? And Pete looks at me and he goes, you're going to be blown away. And I, and those guys knew me because I was in a band. We used yeah. to rehearse down the block from Pete's house and we'd come to the Pete and Lou, we'd come to the rehearsals. He goes, you're going to fit right in with these guys because you know, they were players and I was a player. And uh, it turns out it was Robert Cheveria and Rich Cipriano. Rich Cipriano is the first base Rich player of it all. Corona. And, and, yeah, and Rob, Rob, Robert Cheveria, we call him Das. He's the guitar player in Straight Ahead. He played in Helmet. He played, you know, all of these bands with me and everybody. Rest in pieces. So the point is, without even knowing these guys, I hooked up with some Corona dudes. Hoya lived down the block. Yeah. Big Dave. Like the... Like everything just, you don't even yeah. know what's happening. Just the universe. Some dude calls you like, and it turns out that it's like people right in your wheelhouse, all people in the same, yeah. literally live. Like a, that, that's what it was for home. us in our neighborhood. It was my older brother went to high school. His best friend was Das, who ended up playing Rest in Pieces Straight Ahead, yeah. Helmet Biohazard. Yeah. And those guys, this is the denim and leather days. They used to be fucking denim and leather metalheads in that day. But this is when... Or have extreme music. Motorhead guys, you know? Yeah, but extreme music was... CasaTheRock.com Home of that fly DIY You want to support the show? Go cop some merch right now We got a lot of new t-shirts, shorts, and caps available Everything is made in-house By your boy on the spot So show some love Support the movement CasaTheRock.com is a spot so then that's why you had a lot of the hardcore metal guys, the thrash dudes, and really mix of Venom, and they like punk and hardcore and all the extreme. Well, and we then, all come from that pretty much, you know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Like thing. But it all and then together. the funny part is, within 10 blocks, so I lived here, Das lived four blocks this way, and Richie lived five blocks from there, and Richie ended up playing for Sick of It All, and, oh, yeah. and, and my brother grew up, again, going to high school with all these guys, so... It was a, you know, and then later it's, on, it's crazy. I just popped into these guys and that whole thing. Like I already knew like Pete and Lou and Armand, uh, you know, and then I popped into those guys and like that whole thing just meshed together. And I made so much music with those guys. It's just, yeah. It's yeah. Crazy, and those were the know? right dudes. Like, you know, and it's funny because out of all the guys, the right, like, dudes, for sure. the right dudes, especially like yeah. Armand, Armand was a music guy. He was yeah. the guy playing guitar. He had a band. He was writing lyrics. He was a studio dude. And then, okay, you who had a little bit more, we were really into music. You linked up with that guy and he was the guy, you know, guys fall out of music. The dudes yeah, that yeah, love yeah. this shit stay with it. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, you, yeah. you stay with it. I mean, like the guys in my band, I got a Same thing, you know, troopers. Guys, yeah. Yeah, the only thing, the only thing that stopped sick of it all was this, this, thing you know yeah, what i mean yeah. this virus this virus thing the same thing we had we had you know the we I keep bro, going forever and you know, ever and ball. ever so, and you gotta stop me you know, I know the deal. that same thing mad ball broke same up thing for with you. Months, but that All was because freddie had to go to rikers island on vacation yeah, yeah. well you know <laughs> no but that was like the long same thing i tell people same thing with you and then for you it's even longer and even gal i said for us yeah. in 26 years this is the longest we've been off a of stage by far yeah it's weird. And that's, it's you weird. got longer for us. It's 26 years. Not on, even with Freddie going to jail, we've been on a stage. We're all look. Yeah. We're all we're all lifers. The couple Freddy, of years. Yeah. Who, who's older and younger don't matter. Yeah. We're all lifers. When you're a lifer, you're a lifer. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, yeah. like, that's it. No matter how many years you got yeah, in, you're I agree. Doing life. I agree. That's what I'm saying. It's you're like, doing life. It's like that's it. when you start realizing that, when we're like, man, we haven't been off a stage this long. 
in 26 years. I tell you what, yeah. my knees and the arthritis in my hands is all better now. I know. Yeah. Yeah, I feel yeah. better than that. Like, yeah. I, I feel can hear this guy. Whoa, whoa. You saw that? Look at this guy. Look at like a dog. His arms are as much. <laughs> Damn. No muscles on him. You saw nah, that? Nah, 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 Starting nah. to look like Big Dave. Yeah. yeah. Nah, believe what me. What are you doing, Hoya? You training? Did you yeah, no, but just, you know, I'm still losing what I do. I just, I started eating cleaner, but I yeah. do, I, I, I do um, a heavy bag. I ride a bike. And well, I do the George I, Foreman thing. You do the George Foreman thing. Just hit no, it I just, and just keep going. Yeah, yeah. I do eight rounds, eight, three minute rounds. Or I do, I do, you know, a bike or I do like nothing crazy. I go out half hour, 45 minutes every day. And I just try to eat clean. But I started yeah. watching it and doing it strict. Yep, yep. I say, you know, it like, helps. Yeah, like I, I you walk know, like five to ten miles every day. Yeah, like every day. So, I, you know, in, in riding a bike, my hood, you know, I listen, I just ride. Yeah, but, you know, that's eating, good. Eating cleaner is, yeah. is that's the thing, you know. Yeah, that's it. Like, you know, it's. uh, You can't do pizza and tacos every day. Nah, nah, nah exactly. But well, you could. could. Yeah, well, you nah. could. But you, you know could. what it is? It's just. Once you're aware of it, you kind of pay attention because we all eat when we're bored also. Yeah, yeah. true. If we like it. Smoke. You know, if I could bang, I'd be banging. But, yeah. you know, I got nothing about it. I don't, I don't eat like I used to. I, I was like, I'm, I, I'm like, you know. But I'm saying when you're bored, I, you, know, when you're bored you want to do something you like. We like eating. Or let me get a drink. Let me smoke yeah. a cigarette. But jar. when you're on the road, it's like, what do you got? You're like eat. in a vehicle. Coffee whole, yeah, and you sleep, coffee, and eat. What else are you going to do? Yeah. Now that I'm home, it's like, all right. I could do what I want. I'm going to work out. I'm going to yeah. go for a long walk. You know, yeah. Motorcycle, Same here. When, when motorcycle season comes and the weather's warm, I riding. won't be in as good shape because I'll just be like sitting on a bike riding the whole time. But still, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, I, I, I took, I'm taking this shit straight up like a prison, a prison sentence. Obviously, th this is nothing like prison. I ain't trying yeah. to sound like we're, we're in print, but I took it like I, to the day. I, I'm not being released to the day they told me I could play. So the yeah. day I have to play till then, yeah. I'm living as strict as I could live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. While I, could, while I could control what I'm eating, when I'm eating, how clean I'm eating, because on the road you can't do that. Yeah. Till then, you, I'm going to do that. How yeah. did you never go to prison? That's what I don't understand. Bob and we smart. That's right. You know how? No, you know You know how? I had a good hiding spot in fucking Jackson yeah, Heights. That's right. That's right. That's right, brother. That's right. You, you know what? I don't know where that is. Listen. You, you know why I've been lucky? Because I've, I've also I've paid for some of my sins. One, because calm is real. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Number two, I never said I never said why me and God loves G's. You got yourself into this, now you deal with it. Yeah. And number three, I think um, in the being in the band, we were lucky that it gave us an option to do something else. Big time. Yeah. And, and, and that, it was literally the talk. Trouble. Yeah, it was literally the talk where, you know, early days, me and Freddie go on the road and we were talking about, oh, let's get, let's how, how many eight balls we could get so we could sell to these metalheads on tour. When yeah, yeah, yeah. it went from living like that to like, nah. That's the jail, that's the jail mindset. Yeah, and there then it got, we got out, you know, jail and then life wilding out. Then it got you, to the point you guys, like- You guys were, you guys were wild. Yeah, yeah. we were like, we can't do that. And, you know, we I was all like, these were kids like, are crazy. We were like, we gotta, if we do this and we wanna live, you know, we had friends that were dying, you know, on the run. We're like, if we do this, we got to do it right. And we got to go for it. And, you know, but we had an option. Other people don't have the option. They come along with us just, you know, to hang out, but they don't got the option and shit. So yeah. we, 
We fucking lucked out. You know, people always say, music saved me. Well, it, it did. It saved a lot of us in whatever ways, or it killed some of us. Yeah. Music, true. you know. But we I, got you know, I got people like that, you know, that aren't in this, and they say, like, oh, you know, before the this whole pandemic thing, they'd say, oh, Mike, you're so lucky. Like, it's so exciting, and you must have been so determined. And I'm like, let me break it down for you. Yeah, I'm lucky. I was a lazy kid yeah. that didn't want to do anything but what I wanted to do. Yes. So I was just busy having fun and playing music and being who I wanted to yeah. be. Meanwhile, I got lucky and it turned into a yeah. good career. But yeah. like I could have easily just wound yes. up a bum. Yeah. You know what I mean, because I was too lazy to but do it. It's lucky and not. It took David Lee Roth said this shit on, I think it was Howard Stern said it was the best shit I ever heard. Because this is the guy who was the biggest and still probably one of the biggest stars in music ever. history ever. Yeah. Real rock star. You know what he said? Yeah. He goes, I ran into my old friend from high school and his old friend goes to him, yo, man, you, same thing like we, yo, you lucky. You travel the world, man. You're so lucky, man. You got to do that. He goes, yo, I just didn't give up. You did. Yeah. Yeah, That's it. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. it's a fact. Yeah. He even goes, I had it rough. We had to work it. We weren't the best band. We weren't this. We just stuck it out. When we might have been the best band, actually. You know, exactly. <laughs> you know, and you know what? He goes, I just didn't quit. Yeah. And why we all got where we at? Because we had determination. And yeah. obviously, like it or not, you do something long enough, you get good at your craft. Even if it doesn't it's even feel like work, I do it. Just, you just I do agree. what you do. I agree. They were gonna People look like you worked hard. It's like, I worked fun. Yeah. We didn't work hard. We worked fun. We worked hard, but we didn't even realize we were working for fun, you know? But I remember one time going into a show. Maybe it was CB's. I don't even remember, but it was like the early, mid-80s. I go into a show, and it's like some of the dudes from the Bad Brains and the Mob, and they're like sitting like in a little room, maybe the back of CB's. It could have been somewhere. I don't remember where it was. But I remember they were blasting Van Halen and all like rocking out. And I was like, these motherfuckers love Van Halen. Yeah, I was like, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. I think you not. No, it's true. And it's like, you know, it's uh, it's crazy. You know, it's uh, we're, we're lucky to do what we do. Yeah, and for sure. We, you know, but it is. It's hard. But, and like you said. Let's, you gotta wanna play music. Yes, and, and, and with all being said, like, I, I thousand, you're, you're a billion percent right with Craig and what you say. We're lucky, and we did that. We're lazy, or whatever. But people gotta understand because it wasn't work. We got lucky, but all because to us, sleeping on a floor, we do it like nothing. But to like other nothing. people, they won't do that once in their life. They nah. do it once in their life, never again. They sleep in a hole in an airport once in their life, never again. Yeah. They go, you know yeah. what I mean? To us. We paid our dues by doing that. And you know how else we paying our dues? Don't do it. We risked our lives for a moment like right now where we got to bite the fucking bullet that yeah. we don't got no 401k. We don't got yeah. no nobody no. looking out for us. We knew this beforehand. But Everyone you know, was going to college. We, we love yeah, We love this shit so much. No safety net. We love this so much that we decided to keep going through and say, hey, go for it. So yeah. we risk shit. You know, oh, and, yeah. and, and, and in a way, but we're the type of dudes that we want to be in control of our own lives. So we yep. want to do that. And that's so. why this whole thing that's happening is is so disheartening because it's I want to be in control of my own life. I set my world up the way I wanted it. And I, yeah. I worked at it my whole yeah. life. And I don't want it just taken away from me because I put my whole life into this and this is who I am. And I was successful at yeah. it because because it was genuine and I need to do what I need to do. And I don't need anybody telling me 
how to do what I want to do. And I ain't saying anything super political there. I'm just saying I need yeah. to be me to, to survive. Exactly. Yeah. You know, cause I got, you know, we all got our own beliefs and I got my own beliefs and I, you know, everybody could believe yeah, it. I'm not even getting into that. No, no, exactly. No but I agree. That's why, you know, you read my lyrics. It tells you, where big, I stand big, you know, the yeah. hardcore dudes were the dudes Punk was to destroy, hardcore were the dudes to question and build. So motherfuckers yep. out there, all well you got to do is question and think about rebuilding. That's all. If you do yep. that, way to put it. the rest the rest should be bullshit. It's just, then it's just your whatever your own thing is about. How we rebuild yep. this shit. And, that, and that's that's how it should be. But um, yep. too much crazy shit in life. All we could, you know, I'm taking it from every day forward. Like almost like we're drug addicts. One day at a time. Let's see <laughs> yeah, what day at a time. And yeah, twelve stepping. But before we get out of here, Gallo, four stepping, four stepping. Before we get out of here, Gallo. Before we get out of here, base rules. Base is the best we of that. that. Yeah. Base is like kneecaps when having sex. You know, everybody loves bass the bass player, like, except for singers, guitar yeah, yeah. players, and drummers. Yeah. Well, drummers bass, 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 yeah. Singers sleep on the bed, and hey, no, but Gallo. Great, I love that. Right, go ahead. Good one. Anytime you ask the question, you ask, oh, who's the coolest guy in the band? It's always the bass player, motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, that's why they hate us so much. No, and who's the dick in the band? The drummer. <laughs> Drummers are the dick in the band. Look at Craig Cassation, because all my guys, nah, the nah, shock treatment on it, them. It, it revolves. Yeah, <laughs> probably, probably they probably all think it's me, you know. No, but I'm the bass player. Yeah, like it. But before we get out of Gallo, what's the deal? Yeah. Let everybody know with you, your paintings, your art, and what's up with Agnostic Front? Yeah, you know, I mean, well, I guess we'll start with the band, you know. Uh, you know, like I said, we're starting to write new music because we're home. What else are we gonna do? Miles, just you know, just keep it going. Uh, so we're working on new music. Uh, that's just it, you know. We all live in different fucking states and shit. So we just send ideas to each other and just that. But I'm doing that. And then thank God, you know, I'm doing the art thing. That's really been great for me. You know, you could go on my Instagram, Mike Gallo, 1975. I got a link. You know, I sell mad shit from fucking nice art. pillowcases, the paintings, the fucking furniture, furniture, whatever, you know, like I just, I do it all. I'm a hustler, you know, like, you got to put you know, a turntable in the table. Oh, look at that. Hey, oh. That one's on the house. <laughs> on the house. The house. On the house. <laughs> but but yeah, so if anybody wants to get any paintings or anything, they hit you up on Instagram and they find all yeah, your information. Yeah, yeah. Message me. I, what's just cool is it's, it's, it's a personal thing with me, you know. I, I that's why people like it. They get to talk to me, and then a lot of times I I create customs for them. They say, Hey, one guy was like, Hey, I'm a judo guy, I grew up in Brooklyn. I put a, a piece together for him, you know, I co a collaboration of what he loves in life and I bring it to life on a painting, you know? So nice. it's, it's personal shit like that. You know what I mean? That's so great. I can connect it's with my fans. And so basically, yeah. So AF, maybe hopefully it's some type of new songs in the future, maybe a reissue of the record when shit could possible. Oh yeah, right? oh, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Craig, what's up? Sick of it all. Or your own shit. I know you guys are, you'll be doing live streaming. What do you, what's the plan? Yeah, we, 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 you know, uh, we're all champing at the bit to just get on a stage and, 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 and tear it up, you know. So uh, as soon as as soon as promoters are willing to put on shows, we'll be out there playing like madmen. Uh, yeah. we, we're all working on material individually. Uh, we did a couple of like live live uh, live re recordings 
Uh, yeah. We're talking about doing a virtual show, uh, online show. And uh, just, like I said, champing at the bit to get out there and get, and get busy again, you know? I mean, that's yeah. about it. As far as me personally, uh, I record. I got, I got a song. I got a cover recording band with Das, you know, Robert Cheveria. That's how I'm saying you had another little project you were going to yeah. put Yeah, Armand and, 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 and Craig Silverman. We did like a, uh, we're going to talk about doing some covers with maybe some revolving musicians in that. That's been going slow because, uh, you know, everybody else is really busy. But uh, I'm talking about doing that as well, just to keep it moving. And uh, I'm thinking about setting up my barn as a boxing and fitness facility. Come the warm weather, I just have to weigh my options on how I want to spend money because it's a tough time now. You know what I mean? Yeah. But we'll, we'll see. We'll see. As far as shows go, I just want to play. We all yeah, want to yeah. play. You know, oh, we, yeah. I speak for my band yes. and both of your bands when I yes. say all we want to do is get out and play shows. We just want to live. Like, it's get like back a, to the it's, life that we it's love. like we're fish. Slip us back in the water. We just want to get yeah. to work. I know. We, we, we got to be in the water, you know? I agree. But yeah, definitely everybody out there. Again, Madball's still on it also. We're working on our 10th album. Everybody's grinding. Um, I'm glad I was able to catch you guys. You know, I'm glad um, yeah. Craig worked out his Wi-Fi. You know, it worked. Yeah. Now it works. Yo, like I, I just want to say that the three of us, we're all old friends. And the bands we're in and the people we all know, it's like one extended family. And I oh, just yeah. want to, I just want to put some love out to my former bandmates in Agnostic Front, as well as Mr. Gallo and, hey, and, 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 and everybody and Madball who are an extension of that Agnostic Front. It's all a big family affair oh, and yeah. love to everybody. And thank you for having me. We love you all, but especially the bass players, because this episode is all about that bass. But yo, I'm glad I got you guys on. I'm glad we got to break bread. I'll see you yeah. guys soon. We'll talk soon. This shit drops Thursday. I'm going to send you guys the flyer. Yeah, yeah, I'll post that shit. Gallo, the BM, the ready Base Mafia episode. Yeah. I got the Base Mafia sheep. episode. I got 15 sheep and three goats for Gallo <laughs> for the wedding. His daughter and my son. I offer my oldest son to his daughter. And Craig, we could do it on your farm. Free. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. That's Free. it. Bring me a sheep. Bring me a sheep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're gonna bring him. He, he, he's taking that's all funny. my sheep. So you gotta talk to the the, the pop. That's a hundred <laughs> thing. But yo, everybody, smoking word, and we out. Later, yo. Peace. Later. BM. All right. <laughs>